Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/fine. Visit IXL.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com/fine. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hi, guys. Before we start the show, we've got a special invitation for you. We're the featured guests at this month's New York Times Podcast Club in real life. If you don't know about the Podcast Club, it's like a book club but for podcast lovers. Each week, the Times selects a different episode to listen to and then gathers listeners on their Facebook group to discuss. For the event that we're a part of, people won't be meeting on Facebook, though. They'll be meeting us in person at WNYC's Green Space to discuss our episode from Season 1, French Women Don't Get Fat. We'll have champagne, outtakes from the show, and secrets about how we make it. Please join us on Monday, December 18th at 7 p.m. in New York. That's Monday, December 18th at 7 p.m. at New York Public Radio's Green Space. For more information and tickets, click on the link in our show notes. And to get 25% off your tickets, use promo code PANOPLY. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Jolenta. What are you smiling about? What's on your mind? Oh, I'm just thinking of Christmas of many colors. Don't you mean coat of many colors, like the Dolly Parton song, right? No, Jolenta. I mean Christmas of many colors, colon. Circle of Love, the Dolly Parton made-for-TV holiday classic that's always in my heart. What is with you and Christmas, you crazy person? It's the most magical time of year. It's all about togetherness and giving and inspirational movies and jolly music. What if I told you that feeling could last year-round with the help of a slim Danish volume called The Little Book of Hookah? Obviously, I'd be in heaven. Well, get ready to see those pearly gates, lady, because I am Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. Your life is going down the drain. You're in so much pain, so you need some help. Ooh, yes, some self-help. In each episode of By the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is The Little Book of Hoga. 
Danish Secrets to Happy Living by Mike Viking. That's his actual name. Yes, Mike but it's Viking. spelled M-E-I-K-W-I-K-I-N-G. Perhaps you've seen the word hookah around. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E, and the Oxford English Dictionary named it Word of the Year in 2016. Hygge, though, is not an English word at all. It's Danish and roughly translates to cozy or a feeling of togetherness, like the sensation of curling up under a heavy blanket with woolly socks on your feet during a rainstorm. Mike Viking is CEO of the Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen, and he believes that with the lack of sunlight and warm weather, Danes should actually be pretty miserable. But in fact, Denmark is consistently ranked as the happiest place on earth, and Viking thinks that's because Hygge is central to the nation's culture. That's why he wrote The Little Book of Hygge, to introduce the rest of the world to Hygge and make us all a little happier. Since being published in 2016, The Little Book of Hygge has sold over a million copies and spawned dozens of other copycat books about Hygge. It's also been credited with causing spikes in the sales of candles, cinnamon, and wool socks. Now, note to listeners, The Little Book of Hygge has been called the anti-condo book by some critics because it's all about making one's home and life feel more like a hug as opposed to a place of organization. So warning to those of you who followed along with our life-changing magic of tidying up episode in season one, this may undo some of your work. Here's how you do it. Step one, adopt Hygge vocabulary. Embracing Hygge means using the word Hygge regularly. That means using Hygge as a noun, a verb, an adjective, as well as combining the word Hygge with other Danish words that make compound Hygge words. For example, if you're dreaming of having a lazy, cozy Sunday, try saying that this weekend you'll have a Hygge Sunday. And if you want your feet to feel all Hygge, consider saying out loud that you'll put on some Hygge soccer. That's cozy socks. Step two, Hygge your home. Set up your home to feel like the epitome of the word homey. That means, first and foremost, lighting candles, ideally unscented. Danes burn 13 pounds of candle wax a year. That's a lot, I promise. If candles aren't for you, soft lighting is fine. Decorate with accents and textures from nature like wood, fur, and clay, as well as antiques and vintage items. Keep books, pillows, and blankets at the ready. And if you have the space, set up a hookacrog. That's a cozy window reading nook. Step three, dress like a Dane. When it comes to dressing like a Dane, casual is key. Don't wear anything fancy or colorful. Stick to black, maybe a bit of gray. Try some bulky tops and sweaters, slim black pants, and chunky socks and boots. Scarves are a must, and hair should be messy or casual. Step four, enjoy hookah food. Hygge is about being kind to yourself. That means giving yourself a treat and giving yourself and others a break from the demands of healthy living. Allow yourself sweets, especially dark chocolate, pastries, and cakes. Make food in the crock pot or oven because slow-cooked foods and baked items are very hygge. And, of course, hot drinks are hygge, so consume lots of coffee, mulled wine, and tea. Step five, take hygge outside the home. Spend time in nature with loved ones. Nature helps you stay present and in the moment, which is very hygge. Go hiking, picnicking, camping, hop in a canoe, rent a cabin for the weekend. At work, decorate your workspace to feel hygge. You can have a candle, Christmas decorations, and sweets on hand, or start a potluck Friday or office garden. You might even consider bringing your dog to work. Step six, hygge with others. While you can hygge by yourself, hygge mostly happens in small groups of close friends or family, with four being considered the ultimate hygge number. A hygge gathering doesn't have to be fancy. It can simply be playing a board game with neighbors, watching a movie on the sofa with family, or some sort of weekend gathering with friends. Step 7. 
adopt a year-round hygge mindset. Christmas is the most hygge time of year. Why? Because it's about togetherness, special moments, and happiness. So give yourself that Christmas feeling year-round. If you come across something special in a shop that's just perfect, wrap it up and give it to yourself as a present later. Make decorations like woven paper hearts. Focus on your relationships. Savor gratitude. In short, have that Christmas spirit in your heart every day of the year. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. All right, Kristen, tell us about your first week of living by the little book of Huga. Well, first and foremost, I'm sure you're not at all surprised to learn that I was pretty excited about this mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm. I'm from Minnesota, which is heavily influenced by Scandinavian culture, so I figured a lot of this Huga stuff would come naturally to me. And on top of that, as we mentioned, I am a full-on Christmas nut. And since we were living by this book in mid-October, I was super excited to start the holiday season a tad earlier than usual. You're a monster. I am! <laughs> I started off with step one. Hugga vocabulary. I tried learning new Hugga words. At the same time, I cooked up some Hugga food. Here I am with my husband, Dean, showing off my earliest Hugga efforts. Hey, do you want to try this? Oh, soup. Yeah, that's right. It is one of your favorite I, things. I made potato leek soup at that. Oh, my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but your favorite. I and love that's potato good. leek I soup. You and you said I was never going to eat leeks again after. I know, after that book. Well, the know, book that shall not be named. Well, you know, it's Sunday's Hugger, or I felt like it was a Sunday's Hugger, and it was time to put on my Hugger boxer and then, you know, have a little bit of. Hugga spreader, or be a hugga spreader is what I mean. <laughs> you, you yell at me when I hugga spread on the subway. <laughs> oh, honey, put on your hugga soccer. I'll, I'll pour some soup out for us, okay? Is hugga just putting hugga in front of everything? <laughs> oh, well, part of it is I have to incorporate hugga vocabulary into my use, everyday social interactions. Because I'm going to use this so hugga ladle in the hugga pot to make your hugga soup and your hugga bowl. It's already made, and it's time to have a little bit of hugga snack, which means a fun chat, but no politics while we have <laughs> <laughs> in New Zealand, a snog is something very different. How hugga drunk were you guys? <laughs> it was just a typical hugga Sunday, okay? <laughs> so you've had a little hugga wine. You know. That maybe... sounded like a hugga's hellscape. Like, <laughs> that sounded like my worst hugga nightmare. <laughs> okay, well, after that. But really good vocab use. <laughs> Why, thank you. All right, so after that. It was time to focus on my home. And Jolenta, as you know, my apartment is already filled with all that Danish modern furniture and vintage knickknacks, so I didn't actually feel like I had that much to do. I just lit a bunch of the leftover candles from when we were living by Past Lives Future Healing. I threw a winter blanket over the arm of the sofa, and I set some jigsaw puzzles on the dining room table to encourage togetherness. Nice. I like repurposing the candles. You gave them a second life. Oh, no, you wah, didn't. Wah. <laughs> Okay, and um, after that, I got down to dressing Hugga. This was the first moment of the book that was even a little bit challenging for me. During my high school and college days, it would have been a snap. 90% of my clothes were all black back then. But after college, all my clothes got a lot more colorful. I don't have a ton of black anymore. So I pretty much wore the same three outfits in rotation for two weeks straight. 
That's amazing. But I bet no one noticed because, like, hey, it's just all black. Like, I don't who cares? I don't think anybody did notice. Or no. if they did, nobody said anything. I didn't. I yeah. saw you many times during those two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, anywho, the black clothes, they ended up being fine. But then, of course, there was the scarf issue. The book says that scarves are a must at all times. And reminder, we were living by this book in mid-October in the era of climate change, so it was not exactly scarf weather in New York. Here I am walking with my friend Lila and complaining about it. Okay, are you sweating as much as I am right now? It's pretty fucking hot for, what is it, middle of October? Yes. But I'm not wearing a scarf like you, weirdo. <laughs> oh, no, I have to wear a scarf. But why do you have to wear a scarf? It's 78 degrees at the high today, I'm sure. This is that book I told you. We have to live in a cozy Danish way. And the way to live in a cozy Danish way is to only wear black and sometimes gray and to always have a scarf on. So you can only live in a cozy Danish way if it's cold out. That's I mean, not the, the book for, doesn't say but that. But it's made for cold weather. Like, what if you're in, like, the Caribbean? I, uh, you still gonna, is that still your, like, way to happiness? Oh. Do you think people in the Caribbean are less happy than people in Denmark? I think I'd be more happier if I was in the Caribbean than Denmark, personally. I mean, you have a beach, you could hang in a hammock. Oh, they have mangoes in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they have mangoes Frozen in Denmark. margaritas. Oh. Mm. Oh. You're so Minnesotan. <laughs> I am Minnesotan. Uh, I have to say something, Kristen. I saw the scarf you wore every day, and you know what? It was a stupid choice. <laughs> I, you I, wore a full-on, like, knit winter scarf. Like, you have lightweight scarves, right? You know, you yes, can wear like a silk scarf, a flowy scarf. They say if you, you know, in the summer, a lot of Danes wear like lightweight scarves. Like you well, were the one bundling up like a snowman. Scarves. None of my lightweight scarves are actually black. And that's where the problem were came Were any in. of them dark? No. Okay. They're like, all like pink and turquoise I mean, I think and magenta. You know what? You could have done a pop of color like. with a scarf and forgone the like chunky wool scarf when it's <laughs> 70 degrees. <laughs> Well, maybe I should have gone out and bought myself a scarf then, but no, I didn't do it. It's so, okay. So You sweat through it? So I did. I sweat through it. But how was your first week of living by the little book of Hoga Jolenta? All right, let's do this. Uh, first thing first, I made sure I was dressed like a Dane as well. Spoiler alert, that was super easy for me. Uh, my wardrobe is mainly skinny pants and leggings and baggy sweaters. Or and like, aren't your clothes all black, by the they're way? They're all black. Black and like some gray. Uh, so I dressed in my normal clothes, and I tossed on a scarf that was uh, lighter weight than yours, but still dark, and I felt super cozy. After that, I went around my house and lit every candle I could find. And how many candles do you think that is, Jolenta? Like 400? Stop. I would <laughs> say so many what, a, a baker's dozen, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot of candles. I'm an aspiring witch. They go well with my crystals. What can I tell you, Kristen? <laughs> So after I set my mood lighting, I went to go sit in my huga crog. And reminder to everyone, <laughs> a huga crog is a cozy reading nook, ideally looking out onto nature. And if I'm not mistaken, you've always had a huga crog, yeah, right? Yeah, I have an armchair and a bay window in my bedroom. There's a blanket on it that I crocheted, a cute pillow. And when you sit there, you're surrounded by natural light and a view of this cute sidewalk tree. It's really good. It is really a sweet spot. Right. So I went to settle into my huga crog and enjoy all my candles I just lit. But someone was already there. Listen. What are you doing? Just sitting in this little chair by the windows. I just like having like this little spot with my lamp. The dog curls up at my feet, sitting here with the light 
coming in over my shoulder. So oh, wow. I like this. So it turns out Brad, my partner, is very naturally hygge. Yeah, he is. I will give Brad that. He is a little bit hygge. But I am going to say something about you mm-hmm. in that clip, Jolenta. I hear a little bit of skepticism in your voice there. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. I struggle with this natural hooganess of Brad's sometimes. You know, being hooga and, you know, making things slow and precious to me seems kind of pretentious. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And Brad does like those things. He loves baking. Right. He loves his artisanal avocado toast. Right, and, right. And yeah, I want to. all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't want to, you know encourage any monsters. <laughs> Sometimes this hygge book, to me, especially at the beginning, read a lot like a hipster excuse book, you know? It's all about, like, trust me, it's better the slow, inconvenient way, always. Like, I can't explain it. It just is. Like, that's sort of the vibe I was getting from both the book and Brad at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I know. And I totally understand it frequently can feel overly precious. and mm-hmm. But I am going to say, on the flip side, Isn't it sometimes okay just to enjoy the moment? Just take things a tiny bit slower? You deserve to enjoy those things, too. Just because Brad enjoys them maybe too much sometimes Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you don't deserve to enjoy them in little bits and pieces, too. I know. You're right. You're right. And I'm working on remembering this, like, in my life and in therapy and through this podcast. (laughs) And it's hard. It's hard. I feel like there's a fine line between being an asshole and being a person who knows how to, like, nurture themselves. But I hoogahed on. And I did some soups hygge things at the end of week one to sort of try and push myself out of my skepticism. Ooh, do tell. Uh, I made a sauce. Like um, applesauce? Spaghetti no, sauce? No, 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 no. I made a sauce for a flank steak. Ooh, that yeah. sounds so hygge. I have never made a sauce for meat before. But I decided to take an extra 15 minutes, look up a recipe. I simmered my drippings. I poured red wine on them and mustard. And boom, I had a homemade steak sauce. And here I am showing off my new hookah skills to Brad. I made you steak and shishito peppers with a port reduction pan sauce. That is so... Fancy. Wow. Are you impressed? Yeah, I'm super impressed. I've never seen you make a sauce. I've before. never made a sauce before. Well, it I smells did it for you. Smells delicious. Thanks. Wow, who knew? Wow, that sounds amazing. Oh, my gosh. Do I sound like a tool? Not at all. It just sounds like you're experimenting in the kitchen and bringing joy to your household. I can feel the hygge coming Ugh. through. All I right. can feel it. Okay, I'm, normally I would say you. But that's not hygge, so thank you, Kristen. (laughs) Yes, be grateful. That's right. Uh, Okay, enough about me. I want to hear about your second week. But first, let's take a quick break. Support for Buy the Book comes from Slate Spoiler Specials. Jolent and I are huge fans of the Spoiler Specials because they're not reviews of current movies, but post-views, audio critiques meant to be played after you've seen the film. Every other Friday, Slate movie critic Dana Stevens leads discussions of twist endings, plot holes, and other secrets you won't read in the reviews. Also, TV critic Willa Paskin sometimes joins with a panel of critics to discuss seasons of television. It's the kind of discussions you'll have with friends as you're leaving the theater, the kinds of discussions Jolenta and I have. Check it out, especially the upcoming episodes, which include Star Wars, The Last Jedi on December 15th, and Black Mirror on December 29th. 
you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. All right, Kristen, we talked about your first week of living by the little book of Huga. Now let's go to week two. All right. So I was super excited about week two. Week two was all about togetherness and Christmas and spreading the hookah spirit. I started off by organizing a hookah gathering with my friend Liz. We did it at her place. And there were exactly four of us, her sister, her fiance and me, because as we already mentioned, four is the ideal number to hookah with. I brought a candle and wine. Liz provided cider and popcorn, and we spent the night on the carpet just talking and hygge snacking. And reminder, that's having light, happy hygge conversation. Next, I brought hygge to my workplace. I set out some Danish cookies, dark chocolate, and fruit by my desk. And then I organized a Christmas decorating party with my colleagues, Christy, Lisa, and Kate. Here we are. Note, we're even playing Christmas music. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And you don't think it's too early to decorate for Christmas? No. It's always Christmas in my heart. Oh, perfect. Beautiful. Yay. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, wow. You're living your full best life with this book. You're like hardcore Christmas monster, aren't you? Oh, yes, I was. And just to put all of this into context, I love Christmas so much that I usually start celebrating it in mid-November when I launch my 60 Christmas movies in 60 days marathon every year. You are out of control. Oh, yes, and even more with this book because not only was I decorating the office in mid-October for Christmas, but also because Dean surprised me by launching the Christmas movie marathon early this year to coincide with the book. Here he is surprising me with some movies he queued up just for the book of Hugga. It's a Hugga Christmas movie. No, 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 no. I think we've seen this. Or hold it. Oh, that's a That's super- a Campbell soup egg. <laughs> yes, we have seen that one. You're right. <gasps> is this the one about the school teacher who falls in love? No, 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 no. This is the single woman who volunteers in a soup kitchen and learns to be a good person and falls in love with the head of the volunteer services. I don't know. No, I'll no, put no. Put it on for you, hon. Because we're going to have a Hugga movie night. All right, Kristen. You can say whatever you want to. I got a cavity from listening to that saccharine exchange between you and Dean, but it's also adorable, and I love it. But I have a question. A lot of people, partially me included, hate Christmas to arrive before Thanksgiving, and you're making it happen before Halloween. Like, what about scary movies in Halloween time? Oh, you have a point. But the book was telling us to embrace the Christmas spirit. There are dozens of pages of this book dedicated specifically to Christmas. And I believed in embracing it all the way. No, no, you live by the book. Yes, I did. And I wrapped up all of this by taking a sweater that I have not opened yet that Mm -hmm. I bought when I was in New Zealand Mm -hmm. and handing it over to Dean and saying, I'd like you to wrap this sweater for me and give it to me at Christmas. So... 
I am so excited. Oh I have this sweater that I am going to be able to wear on Christmas morning because I hugged it to myself. Yes, That's... I did. So adorable. I did it. I <laughs> That is adorable. I don't know why I'm judging you so harshly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how you did during uh, the week, too, if you did it so much better. Okay. No, I didn't do it better. I just have a problem, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so my week, too, was all about spreading the hygge. First, I planned a party. I decided to throw a cozy fall cocktail hour party to mingle with my friends and celebrate autumn. Ah, uh, fall gatherings are tre hygge. I know, right? I planned a whole menu over two days. We prepped for the party, we mulled wine, and we made Danish twist bread from the recipes in the book, and we made snickerdoodles because they're my favorite cookie. And oh my god, can we talk about the mulled wine? Yes, that mulled wine was out of control. The raisins were soaked in port for 24 hours oh prior to even getting in the wine. So amazing. So much love went into it. And I had a really good time getting all my friends together. But I have to say, when I tried to explain the philosophy of hygge to them and why I was throwing the party, things went a little off track. It's about being cozy, like, all year round. It's Danish? It's Danish. It's hygge. I'm sorry, but this guy's... I mean, yeah, that's the author. Look at his junk in that picture. Oh, I love that. Right? I was like, this guy, like, fully gets me going. I have to concur. The mm-hmm. author photo of Mike Viking, mm-hmm. it's all about those trousers. No, he highlights <laughs> his package in a way that is so hygge. Like, you know his junk is, like, damn cozy in those pants. Oh, like, I know. When mm. you started reading the book, you started reading the book a few hours before I did, and you took a screenshot and sent it to me. I and just I was sent you like, a picture of his oh, author photo, and I was like, we're going to love this book, regardless of what he said, just because of those pants. <laughs> all right, but enough talk about Mike Viking's junk. What about the rest of your week two? Uh, at the end of week two, I hit the hygge jackpot, Kristen. My friend Ben invited Brad and I up for a weekend in Connecticut at his parents' house. Ooh, Connecticut is so hygge. It was. The leaves were changing. It was fall. We were at a nice family home, not like a bougie country house. It was hygge perfection. There were only two other couples there. We drank wine, we went hot tubbing, and we spent a whole day cooking a dinner. A whole day? That's so yeah. slow. That's yeah. so hygge. So hygge, right? In the morning, we planned our menu, and after that, we went to a actual farm, Kristen, to gather ingredients for our feast. Oh my God, did you lift up chickens? No, I didn't lift <laughs> up a chicken. I picked apples for our pie. I took my friends on their first hayride, and I even made a new hookah friend. <gasps> this baby one. This baby one and this baby one. Oh my goodness, hi little goaties. Ah. Oh, here. Yeah. Oh, you look cutest. Huh? Look at your fat little tummy. <laughs> oh. 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 Hi goaties. You're so cute. Oh my god, is that a baby goat? Yes, that's I'm not my just friends with a baby goat. sitting there making sound effects. No, that's really? my friend Chloe and I petting a baby goat. Oh my god, that is the most hugga thing ever. Yeah. So after the farm, 
I helped roll up a pork loin in fresh-picked oh apple slices. <laughs> I was wrong. This is yeah. the most hoga thing you've ever done. I tied it together with loin. twine, and we smoked it for four hours. Oh, my God. It was a wonderful way to bring my two hygge weeks to a close. I was with people I loved. I was having a blast doing simple things. I ate an incredibly good meal that I helped cook. And surprisingly, the whole weekend was also really affordable. Like, it was cheap even. Our hygge pleasures were also simple pleasures, just like the book says. Uh, And here we are at the end of the weekend digging into our hygge feast. Yay! Yay. Ben, are there, like, things to stoke this fire with? Um... I'll get a poke. There's a, the under, near the green egg. I'm breaking uh, into this. I'm breaking into this pork right me. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Oh, my God. That mm-hmm. pork is incredible. Yeah. Smoky. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, my God. Sounds like you had an amazing hygge week, too. No more worrying about possibly being pretentious or mm-hmm. overly precious, just petting goats, you're making rolled up pork. So it sounds like you are approving of this book. That is verdict talk, Kristen. We will get to that later. But first, we have to remind our listeners we want to hear from them. Are you Danish? Are you Huga? Have you read the little book of Huga? Do you like the Huga soccer? Do you like the Huga snog? Do you want Kristen to Huga stop talking like this? Would Let you us know. like to watch a Christmas movie with me right now? Right no. I mean, very second. Yes. Share your story at buythebook at panoply.fm or at 505-510-BOOK. Hey, we want to give special thanks this week to our friends at the Jordan Harbinger Show, which used to be called The Art of Charm. The Jordan Harbinger Show covers topics like social science, behavioral economics, cognitive psychology. Hold on. This all sounds so complex. Well, the Jordan Harbinger Show fixes that. It's where self-motivated guys and gals, just like you, Kristen, and our listeners, can learn from a diverse mix of experienced mentors, including the world's best professional and academic minds, scientists, innovators, coaches, relationship experts, entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, and other brilliant minds. This show will make you a higher performer, a better networker, a deeper connector, and most importantly, a better thinker. So give it a listen. Kristen? Let's get down to business. I'm sorry. Let's get down to hookah business. Oh, What's your verdict? Let's get under a blanket and eat popcorn. Ugh, I can't. What is your verdict? <laughs> How did you feel about this book? I'm sure I'll be shocked. All right. So obviously I loved this book. What? I loved this book so much. I love the emphasis on togetherness, on making moments that feel like hugs, on warm beverages and popcorn and soup. I especially loved feeling that Christmas spirit. But, of course, being me, I always have to bring a few criticisms to the table. So, thank God. Here we go. (laughs) Criticism one. I think it's really easy to focus on coziness and sweetness and togetherness when you have all your basic needs being met. And obviously, Denmark has those met because they have socialized health care, real maternity leave policies, vacation policies, and a bunch of other stuff in place that the rest of the world doesn't. 
to the book's credit, it does mention this. Right. I think one thing I kept thinking about was the emphasis on, like, sweets and, like, it's good for you. And I'm like, they aren't emphasizing that Danish people are also, like, super healthy. So it's okay for them to be like, I'll have a treat. Yay. But in American culture, I think we eat a lot more sweets and, like, treat yourself things to begin with. So, like, I worry it's a little dangerous. Yes. And not only that, they don't deal with lobbyists who are supplementing high Mm -hmm. fructose corn syrup uh, production like we do in the U.S. It's a different system. Mm -hmm. Number two, as much as I love Christmas, I think that the emphasis on Christmas in this book could be hugely alienating for the majority of humans because most humans are not Christian. Yeah. And that gets to a slightly bigger issue with this book, which is criticism number three. Uh Uh-oh. The entire utopia set up in this book does not allow a lot of room for diversity or for outsiders. The book acknowledges that Danish culture is not especially open to people outside the clan, and that's why the ultimate hugga gathering is only four people. So don't get me yeah. wrong. I like small gatherings, but I've also been an outsider more than once in my life, and it's hard when people don't want to welcome you in. So those are my three criticisms. Mm-hmm. But all that being said... I'm still going to recommend this book, especially in the winter, and specifically if you're someone who loves and celebrates Christmas. It really did give me a wonderful, happy feeling the whole time. It gave you an excuse to go full Christmas monster. Oh, yes. It's going to be 800 days of Christmas this year. Oh, yay. That's more days in a year. That's years (laughs) of Christmas. I am so excited for the next 800 days. All right, Jolenta, how about you? What's your verdict on The Little Book of Hoga? Okey-doke. Verdict. I... Loved this book and I hated it. Uh, it forced me to slow down. I love that. It forced me to spend more time with friends. I love that. It got me to pet a goat. Oh my I God. always love that. So, do you I recommend were it? Sort of recommending it? Yeah. Yes ish. I loved this book, but I don't think it was life changing. And that skeptical feeling I had at the beginning of week one never fully went away. Slowing down is great. But it also implies privilege. You know, like the only reason I could throw that hookah party is because I work from home and I had days of free time, essentially, because I'm like partially unemployed to like mull wine and hand draw signs and stuff like that's privilege. You know, slowing down takes time and resources that not everyone has at their fingertips. Back when I lived paycheck to paycheck and worked five jobs, I couldn't afford time to slow cook anything or crochet a sock like It's not realistic unless you have a certain amount of resources, right? Yeah, I think that gets back partially to that socialized economy of Denmark I was talking about. Right, yeah. So my verdict is, I guess, I half recommend this book. Good lighting and spending time with loved ones, always great. But I don't think you need a whole book to remind you to treat yourself every so often or, like, make you feel inferior because you don't have time to crochet all your blankets. Oh, my gosh. I don't have time to crochet any of my blankets. And, frankly, I don't even have time to buy a lightweight scarf. So, yeah, totally hugga hear you. And that's it for this episode of Buy the Book. Our producer is Cameron Drews. Our managing producer is Mia Lobel. Thanks also to our composer, Nate Wyda, and to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've lived by the little book of Huga. Did it work for you? Did it not? Did it change your life? Just let us know. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live by. Our email address is book at panoply.fm. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at buythebookpod. You can also call us at 
book. Don't forget to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts as well. It helps other people find our show. Oh, and if you haven't already, tell a friend about our show. Get everyone you know listening to this show. We want to make a billion more episodes for you. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Christmas Meinzer. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> and I'm Jalenta Greenberg. <laughs> Thanks Thank for, you for listening. listening. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Can we talk about my favorite Christmas movies for a little minute? What? It's a Wonderful Life. Miracle on 34th Street. Christmas in Connecticut with Barbara Stanwyck. Christmas in Wonderland starring Patrick Swayze and Carmen Electra. Elf. The Shopper on the Corner with, of course, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, oh, Die Hard. The 12 Dates of Christmas with What's-His-Name who used to play Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. Oh, my God, my favorite, The Mistletones starring Tori Spalling and Tia Maori. It is so That's a good, good one. That is a good one. All is that I want a for Christmas Channel is you, one? starring Mariah Carey. I know that one. Oh my god! Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.